What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. We have some bad weather today. I can't drive up to his place. But Tyler, you're here over Skype. I am. How yeah, you, it's, how you it's, doing? I'm okay. It's just, it's really shitty outside. It is, it started snowing around like eight o'clock this morning and then we got a few inches and now it's just freezing rain and icky stuff. I had to go to Reading today, which is about a 45 minute drive. And uh, it wasn't bad going there because the snow just started. So the roads weren't really bad at all, but man, leaving, it was, it was bad. I actually legitimately like ran off the road in four wheel drive. Wow. Cause it just got squarely cause how slick everything was. And even, even like we stopped at one of our other projects on the way back and, uh, going there, I'm going down a main highway, like 25 miles an hour because it's just, it's bad mm-hmm. outside. And then we left the project after, and the roads were cleared, but even then, it like they still felt super slick. And I was in four wheel drive. It just stuff sucks. I don't like it. Did you go anywhere today? No, they actually didn't plow the road by my house until probably around two o'clock this afternoon. Oh wow! So, Yeesh. yeah, I kind of just I have four wheel drive, but I was like, there's nowhere I need to be right now. Yeah. There's, uh, they only plowed like that first road in kind of the main drag, I guess, in my development. And the rest of it was awful. But, um, apparently around like 12 o'clock, there was, there was so many people trying to get in the development. They were just coming home from work and so many of them were stuck because of how much snow there was and no one was there to help them. They didn't plow it or anything. It sounded like a bad situation. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Yeah, because it's a little bit of a hill. I mean, nothing steep, but definitely uh, if you don't have four-wheel drive and there's a lot of snow, it could be difficult. Mm -hmm. Stuff sucks. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I just uh, stayed inside. It was a good day to uh, do laundry. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yep. But other than that, I'm not a good day for much else. Uh, also, video, well, video yeah, games. video games. <laughs> I guess that is a, that is a thing, a thing we do uh, when the weather's bad and we're stuck inside. Yeah, I played some games today. Uh, I I don't want to talk too much about them before you get yours in because I've we have some overlap, but I have a few additional things. I think a lot more. I have I have a list of games here that I that I checked out in some measure or another. Nice. Uh, so, uh, do you want to get us started with what you've been playing? Sure. Um, I've been playing the same stuff I've been playing the past few weeks, just making some more progress. Finished Toy Story World in Kingdom Hearts three, so I'm off to the Monsters Inc. World. Not too much new to say there. Um, I am so close to the end of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I I think I'm going to try to finish it after we finish this this show. At least the main story campaign. There's a whole bunch of like mythological creatures stuff that I want to do. Um, 
and some of the free DLC quest lines I want to do. So there's, there's a lot still to do in the game, but at least the main story I'm very close to wrapping up. I think I only have four quests left. But the one thing I'll say about the ending of this game, like the story's cool, some of the missions are cool, but what happens is they end up, you end up getting a bounty on you, and there's five levels of bounty, and depending on how many, what level you're at is how many mercenaries will be hunting you down, and they'll they'll find you almost wherever you are. I mean, you can outrun them, but then, you know, if you just stay in a location, you go to a fort, sneaking around, they'll, they'll find you, for sure. And so there's situations where... Like I, I have a three, three out of five level bounty on me and I literally have to go around to all of these different forts and take stuff out and they're high level enemies in there too. So it's, if I go in, can I fight them all? Sure. But it'll take a little bit of time. And by then I'm being dogged by three mercenaries all at the same time. And then on the reverse of that, if I go in there and try to take my time, I still have three mercenaries up my ass. Now, I could fight them all, um, but then just because of how the system works, uh, it, unless you're at the top, they're going to keep hunting you uh, with different ones. So just stuff like that is kind of frustrating at the, at the end because I feel like I'm just literally rushing to my objective and completing it as soon as possible so I can lose my bounty. Typically, you can assassinate a certain dude or pay to get rid of your bounty, but with these, you can't. So that kind of stinks. Uh, it, it just it makes me feel like I'm rushing when I shouldn't, and it's just it's not very fun uh, design, in my opinion. So that's all I'll say about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Towards the end, just uh, make sure you're at a good level and just watch out for that because I, I just found it a little frustrating. All right. Well, um, we yes played a lot of Apex Legends together I last played night. Played a few matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got my first win though uh, last weekend which was exciting. It was like two in the morning and I was just with some random dudes and we ended up taking out 11 people total. And I ended up to kill leader towards the end, which was really cool. I was bloodhound and ended up the last guy. We ended up kind of pinching him with two uh, thermal grenades and he couldn't run because the circle was right behind him too. So that was, that was really nice. It, it was, it was a nice victory. It's very fun to win that game. That's the first time I won in a battle royale since gosh, I don't even know when a long time ago in Fortnite, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't won in blackout yet. Okay. So, I mean, it's been a long time. So that was really, really satisfying. But we played it yep. last night. And, man, we were close a few times, dude. Yeah. I mean, we kind of got screwed that first match. We were uh, got that bug where we loaded in as an incomplete team. So we were yeah. basically playing duos against teams of three, which yeah, uh, we, we got to second. But, we uh, did. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like we played it well, you know, with being down a person. And then at the end, the other team just kind of 
outsmarted us a little bit because they probably figured where we were. We ended up jumping down the cliff going right after him. But there was a guy right behind me tucked in the corner that I didn't know was there and kind of jumped me. And then it was three on one for you. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that, that sucked. But, uh, there, there was one match where you and I went down pretty early and our teammate, uh, ended up reviving both of us yeah. by getting our yeah. tags. And that was really intense to watch because uh, there were several times where there was enemies around him and he just found a way to sneak around him. And I think we ended up doing pretty well that match, but didn't win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one, I think that might have been the one where we got uh, boned by the guys up on the bones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was was that. Yeah, someone uh, yeah. had a Pathfinder and put a zip line up and got his whole team on top of the bones outside of Skulltown, and they just had the high ground on us. Yeah, they did. That that one was unfortunate because I had uh, gold-tier armor. That was the first time I ever had that, and we were all pretty well-equipped with mm-hmm. weapons and armor and ammo and everything so that that kind of sucked but that's a hell of a game i i love playing that game i i mean even just playing it by myself it's just so enjoyable to just move around and shoot stuff and communicate with people that you don't even know you know um they, they just they've done a really good job with a lot of things in this game yeah it's one of the few games that like this and rocket league are like the only games that I really tolerate playing with strangers and actually trying to play as a team. In Call of Duty, I just like, I kind of forget that my team is there. They're just numbers on a screen to me. They are. But I'm actually, like, Apex Legends is one of those games where I'm actually playing with my team. Yeah. Because it's important down the stretch to make sure that your whole team is there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because most of the time you're going to run into a full team that's left. So you need to make sure that your full team is there and you're probably not going to be able to do that solo. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, Unless the you last... have a peacemaker. Yeah. Then maybe you'll have a chance. That comes. Yeah. The, it the is so broken. It's pretty broken. Yes. Um, it's got so it, much range and it hits yeah. so hard. Yeah, there was a few times I took some dudes out last night where I'm like, I can't believe they went down because of how far away I, I was. But the very last match we played was just so frustrating because we dropped at the bunker. There was another team right there. The guy got the jump on me to grab the weapon, took me out. But you were on the other side. Yeah, I, got I, grabbed a, I, yeah, I grabbed a peacemaker and downed <laughs> two of them and got a yes. shot on the third. Yes, and then our teammate was flanking the one guy left, and we're like, we're probably okay. He's going to take him out. And he starts shooting the guys that you already downed, and then the one guy left on the other team revived another one, and it, it was just – it was so frustrating because you had this like epic fight and you almost took all of them out by yourself. And then it just was blown by just some dumb decision making, unfortunately. Yeah. I, you know, some people just don't have, uh, have common sense, like shoot the person who's still a threat. (laughs) Come on. It's not that hard. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just lost you there for a second. I'm not sure if you caught what I said, but yeah, I it's, caught it. Of it so. Yeah, it's just do the right thing, people. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, oh well. Yeah. And, and also, so after we recorded last week, we were like, we're going to go play some Apex Legends, and that didn't really happen. <laughs> yeah, my... That, that kind of sucked. My internet's been crapping out, and it's... I've been having to patch in some of this audio that you're recording, too, while, uh, while we do this over Skype. I, I hope the weather clears up and our schedules clear up so I can come over there. Yeah. Yeah. But also, when we were playing, we tried to get one of our buddies to join us last week, and he couldn't load into the game, like, at all, which yeah, was, that weird. was weird. It's just weird issues for him, which I haven't heard that happening too much with the game. It's been a pretty smooth launch for it overall. Yeah, some would say it's probably EA's smoothest launch this year. Yeah, I would say. Probably over the past couple years. Yeah, I would say that. Um, it's just, it's a delight. It's a delight to play, and I, I love the progression system to it. I, I mean, we've talked about it, but I think they're very fair with a lot of those things. Mm, yeah. So. The I, well, there are, there are some things about it, though, that I do have a gripe with like the microtransactions are ridiculously priced um apparently yeah. after level 50 you stop earning crates oh oh um, that sucks so <laughs> there's that and also one of the currencies that you earn in game through leveling up you can't even spend unless you spend actual real world money on the things to unlock the stuff that you can buy with that currency Oh, okay. Because there's things yeah, linked in the them. store, so you have to buy one skin for this gun to unlock the other skin that you can buy with the... I forget what the red currency is called, but it's the it's the in-game currency you can earn that isn't the par- spare parts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, there, yeah, there are some problems, and I, I'm interested to see what they do with the battle, pro- battle pass. I'm curious to see how much that's going to be priced, considering how much they've priced the uh, cosmetics that they do have in the store. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I do agree with you on the skins, though. I mean, some of them are ridiculously expensive. They're like 11 bucks for a skin. Like, yeah. Like, what the hell? When you could go buy Titanfall 2 right now for $8, it's like... Which I did. Yeah. It's just crazy. Nice. Yeah. Oh. That's enough on that. What what else do you play? Uh, we so also Destiny play. 2. Yeah. Uh, you and I played it uh, last night and just ran a bunch of strikes and did some um, did the daily heroic uh, mission. Now, I mean, that was fun. It, it's always fun to just run strikes with friends in in, in Destiny. Just shoot some stuff. <laughs> and it, it, we we ended up getting paired with this guy that just did not give a shit about anything and just kept running through the hole. I'm here for my loot. Let's just get through this. I want my loot. (laughs) Yes. Basically, that's all he wanted, uh, which at times led to some frustration. Um, I didn't really give a shit. Like, yeah, well, for me, like I have a lot of quests in in some bounties and stuff that I need to get kills for. So it's, you know, I kind of wish we didn't rush some of them, but hey, it all worked out in the end. Um, also, I, I ended up playing it last weekend and basically did the same stuff, just a typical gambit and uh, strike stuff. But I, because it was on sale, bought into the Black Armory in the annual pass, basically. So I started that. Very grindy. Yeah, it seems grindy. like something that's supposed to be secondary, like kind of in the background of what you're actually doing. Yes, yes. 
I would agree with that because if you make that the sole focus, it can, I feel like really wear you down. Just the amount of things you have to do it. Like, like a lot of things in destiny, it's not necessarily difficult. It just takes a lot of time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this opening piece, I guess, to open up the, the first forge that I'm doing, uh, I'm on a part where I have to get 25 kills with power weapons on powerful enemies. Mm. So I just got to find a place to grind that out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, you've played some of the Black Armory stuff. Yeah, I've done some of the quests. I haven't actually done a Forge Ignition, which is what you end up needing to do to actually get the Black Armory gear. But I've, I've grinded through some of the quests. Cool. Well, I have it. It sounds like one of our other buddies are, is picking it up, too. So we'll have yeah. to get on it one of these days and do some of the Forge stuff. Yeah, I'd like to... Because I have a few things ready to go. I just need to do the, the Forge stuff itself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it felt good getting back to Destiny. I think before last weekend, um, I probably booted up Destiny maybe two or three times and literally just booted up and then just didn't do anything because I'm like, I felt like playing Destiny, but I didn't want to actually play Destiny, which, like... When I'm booted up, I'm like, man, I could just be playing like Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, so I can finish that game and play something else. Uh, but it it did feel good to just get back to it and just say, fucking, I'm playing Destiny two for a while tonight and grinding some stuff out. I'm up to five ninety, but I uh, also saw how much of a fucking grind it is where you're at too. Yeah, uh, in our short play session, we managed to do. Th- three things to get us well for me i got like three pieces of quote-unquote powerful gear which bumped me up a whole one power level total wow (laughs) yeah so yeah there's that That, that's that's a thing yeah just wait until the second dlc comes out and then they'll tweak prime engrams again then you can probably get to 650 really quick but then it'll be a grind to get to 700 or whatever they bump it to Seems yeah, to me how it goes. Just the infinite treadmill, man. Yeah. I I still enjoy it though. I I still enjoy playing Destiny when I. Yeah. I. It's just not. It's not like I'll play it for a week and then I'll put it down. Yeah. I think that's a good way to go about. It. I mean, I I love playing the game. I mean, it's it's just such a joy to to shoot stuff in that game because it just feels so good you feel so powerful a lot of times and it's also just a great game to just kick back and relax to with friends not really you know especially if you're just rolling like strikes or gambit or stuff it's just fun to just hang out in, in, in that world and have a good time yeah it is I believe that's all that I've played that I can think of. So you talked about feeling powerful. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about feeling powerless. I've been uh, playing some Fallout 76. Oh boy! And I ran into my first encounter with a scourge beast, um, uh. or a scorch beast. It's this giant flying demon thing that 
fires fucking gamma bla- gamma ray blasts at you. And it's level 50, and right now I'm only level 19. Oh. So I had to run the fuck away from that thing. Yeah. And it was horrifying because I was like, like, I shot at it just to see how much damage I'd do. And it was with my most powerful weapon at the time, which I think is it's either my sniper rifle or one of my revolvers. Just barely scratched it. Like, I would have probably had to go, go through at least a hundred and some rounds to Holy put shit. a dent in that thing. Wow. So, yeah, I ran away from that. I, I've been playing Fallout 76 off and on over the past couple of weeks. It's in a much better place now, stability-wise, and I, I've been generally having fun with it. Um, I like I just like wandering around and finding stuff. It's, I don't know, It's pretty. it's a pretty chill game for me. Have you done anything with any other people? Have you run into anybody? Yeah, I I have. Um, but in general, we're just not doing the same things. Like, they're off doing their own thing. I have my own thing to do. Like, we'll occasionally intersect when, like, an event happens and we both happen to be in the same area. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I haven't really played with other people. Mostly because, like... I'll have randos who will ask me to team up with them, but I don't. I don't know. Like, it, I'll I'll team up with them, and then they'll they'll get on mic and be like, "What do you want to do?" And I'll be like, "I don't feel like dealing with this." Like, you wanted to team up with me. Like, why? I thought you had something in mind. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. But yeah, I I enjoy Fallout seventy six for what it is, and I I know I understand that it's really frustrating for a lot of people who wanted and who wanted a fall a core Fallout experience. But I I like what's there. Yeah. Um. I finished a couple games. Uh, first of which here, Yakuza Kiwami two. Oh. I think. Kwame 2 has the best story of all the Yakuza games I've played. I've played 0, Kwame 1, and 6, and now finishing 2. I think it has the strongest story. I'm not so sure about the stuff around it. Um, I don't don't particularly care for the sub-stories as much. I think the sub-stories aren't quite as good. And some of, like, it reuses the... Well, I'm not sure what really reused what, because I don't know what was in the original Yakuza 2, but it has the cabaret management that was in Yakuza 0. So, I don't know, like, that that just seemed like, oh, I'm I'm repeating this thing that I've done before. Mm-hmm. So, eh, eh, it's whatever. I, I like, I really enjoy playing these games, and I, I... I can't wait for the 3, 4, and 5 remasters, which were pretty much confirmed in an interview with the localization team over on a Game Informer. There's an interview up over there where they were talking to the to the localization team, and they were they mentioned remasters of 3, 4, and 5. So... Yeah, yeah it would make sense for them to do that. Yeah. These games have gotten a lot more... Uh, a lot better reception around here. Mm-hmm. In the United States now. I so. think it's mostly because, like, I think the localization in the like in six and the remasters of one and two and Yakuza Zero, like, the localization has been top notch. Like, they uh, they have writers who know, like, 
what works, like what kind of jokes work over here. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's just really good. That's awesome. It's great to hear that the story is the best. I've heard that from a few places about this one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I also finished a not PlayStation game. I talked a little bit about uh, last week, Tyranny. I finished my first run. Uh, I looked at, I looked after beating the, beating tyranny, I looked some stuff up online. I did what is considered the anarchist run where I don't have any allies at the end of the game. Huh. Nice. So what, basically, what'd you do? Piss people off uh, or kill them? Yeah. Uh, in a way. Um, so in tyranny, you play as this character called the fate binder and you're sent by an archon and these archons are supposed to be like super mages like they are like the height of their they there are two distinctions of magic there's high magic and low magic and most common people most people who practice magic practice low magic but there's this high magic stuff that uh apparently is unique to each archon so like there's a structure there like the archons report to the overlord named kairos and like he you're a fate binder who is um attached to this archon uh basically like what i did was i pretty much turned on my archon and the archons i was supposed to work with to conquer this last area of the world uh that remained unconquered or started a rebellion in a way um and i didn't necessarily ally with anybody who like was in the rebellion so i kind of just took the area for myself wow. um basically it <laughs> there are these two factions that you're supposed to work with called the disfavored and the scarlet chorus and they're both so fucking incompetent and just miserable to work with that i decided you know fuck y'all i'm not going to help either one of you i'm going to do this myself yeah and then you begin and then as you play it you begin to learn things about your character that leads you to believe that hey maybe this overlord guy isn't so special and I can fight back against him. Mm. What did it you know, like trying to think how I put it did the game become harder because you did things on your own and didn't ally with one of these two factions um i imagine it like there would be benefits like you might have additional like backup like com- like allied computer characters like helping yeah. you yeah um but i didn't find this game very hard to begin with it seems fairly easy as compared to other games of this genre and yeah i i just never really found there was like maybe one or two fights that i found to be difficult but you gain so many abilities that you can just kind of blast your way through it okay because as you're going through this game you find these special items called artifacts which grant bonus abilities and you eventually you just get so many that you like you have so many options and you can just fucking rain hell down on everyone um but yeah, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. You can definitely tell uh, Obsidian's influence from Fallout New Vegas in the way that the game ends and talks about like all the different factions and the different areas and how you dealt with stuff. 
And in that in that same New Vegas way, it kind of encourages extra runs, and it does have a new game plus where you can bring your character forward and bring like art, bring like you can choose yeah. an artifact to bring forward to make yourself more powerful to, on the next run. So yeah, I I think it's really cool, and that's I, awesome. I w- I would be really surprised if this doesn't come to console <laughs> at some point because both Paradox and Obsidian have been bringing their games to console recently. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense, but I mean, it's been a few years since this game came out because this came out before Pillars of Eternity, I think, right? But look, they're bringing fucking Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 to fucking consoles this year. So <laughs> that's any, true, but anything's fucking possible. Yeah, it is true, but that's a totally different team. That's not Obsidian doing that. Yeah, but I I think I definitely think there's room for yeah I mean anything's possible in terms of these types of games I I agree with that yeah um but yeah that that's I think I will do some new game plus stuff with this because it it it's very interesting and I can see where this story might splinter in a way that could lead to very different endings um but I guess lastly here, I played a lot of Metro Exodus. Uh, nice. I, so I've played uh, both the previous Metro games, and I liked them. I think Metro Exodus is the best one of these games. All right. Why is uh, that? It streamlines a lot of things. It opens other things up. Uh, so there, Metro Exodus... Uh, <laughs> It has some linear levels to it, but it also splits those up with some open zone areas where you can kind of explore and find stuff in the world, find upgrades and all that kind of stuff, clear out. Like, they're not really outposts, but like find different points on the map that you want to clear out and loot. Um, it's, I think there's, it's interesting, like, it has the most interesting post apocalyptic world of the games that I've been playing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's got a streamlined crafting system where like you can craft like there's like two resources that you have to worry about. Uh you can craft certain things from your backpack or from a workbench. Uh there the ways you can mod weapons and stuff is really cool. I I just really enjoy it. I think the levels are really, really well designed. There are some things about the movement that's a little bit slow, a little bit clunky, but overall I enjoy it, and I, I enjoy the the kind of slower pace it has, because after playing fucking Doom and Wolfenstein, sometimes you just need to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, it has a, it goes very interesting places with the story. It reveals a conspiracy, which I'm not going to talk too much spoilery. But you end up on a train heading out of Ma- Moscow, where where everyone's living underground. So you take a train out, and yeah, you can fill in the blanks yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. It's an interesting idea. And and I also think, like, the aesthetics of Metro have always been, I think, above everything in its genre. In in terms of the post-apocalyptic nature of everything. Yeah. So that's awesome to hear. One of the things, though, about this, it it seems so dark, 
and it just seems so hopeless in certain certain ways this world but it's also has the has a lot of moments that are just hilarious and just silly and i i enjoy that so much like it mm-hmm. it strikes a really good balance of being like post-apocalyptic but also having a sense of humor about it uh yeah like there there are submissions where you go out and <laughs> You find a there's this one I guess a minor spoiler where you find a teddy bear, and like the teddy bear is sitting in like this nest of like the, I believe these monsters are called demons, like they're they're these flying things that I yeah they're kind of hell to deal with but there's a demon nest that you have to retrieve a teddy bear from. <laughs> yeah. Then someone someone's like I heard a guitar over by this tower. Uh, but the guy who's playing it doesn't can't play for shit. So go go steal that guitar and bring it back so I can play it. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. But yeah, there's a. How, I don't want to spoil does, too much, but there's yeah. a cult that worships a giant fucking catfish. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. No, and this catfish is huge. It's like it is probably at least twenty to thirty feet long, and just gigantic it is terrifying and you have to get around this area in a boat and it's just terrifying whenever that thing's around (laughs) how does the game deal with inventory management with it being an open world game now uh it's very light on inventory management like you uh okay like like i said you have those two resources you have ammo um but it's like there's there's not much moving around of stuff. Like, you can... If you find a weapon that has attachments that you want to put on your new weapon, you strip that weapon, and then you go into your backpack to uh, attach those those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pull up your backpack at any time to craft certain stuff like gas mask filters or med kits and stuff like that, provided you have the supplies for it. Um, it's It's not that... There's not too much that gets in the way. It's all pretty streamlined. Nice. Are you finding yourself restrained in terms of uh, ammo? Yeah, a little bit. Um, if you use like the air weapons, the pneumatic weapons that are present in like you, if you play the first couple Metro games, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. But there's these weapons where you basically pump it up to keep the pressure gauge up, and you fire ball bearings. And those ball bearings are very cheap to craft. So if mm. you get used to using those weapons, like you can you can have a steady supply of ammo as long as you're looking around for supplies. Uh, but it, for like your other weapons, you have to craft ammo at uh, workbenches. So you kind of going from place to place, you don't want to engage too much, especially for monsters like bandits. Fine. Go ahead and engage them. You'll get you'll refund some of your ammo through their own supplies. Yeah. But for there's very low incentive to actually engage with the monsters. It's mostly you're encouraged to sneak past them because killing them gets you nothing. Yeah, that's interesting. And sometimes it's like it. There's this balance too, like going in. At, you can change the time of day at uh, rest. You can rest in certain places and change the time of day. So if it's daytime, there will be bandits out. But at night, like the bandits stay in their camps, and there. But there are monsters out that you'll have to sneak by. So right. like the, 
different ways to approach things. Uh, I found myself doing a lot of stealth, uh, using throwing knives and uh, and silenced weapons, uh, and that's been very effective for me. Uh, but yeah, you can definitely you can go in guns blazing if you feel like it. If you feel like you're hot stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I really want to play this game, and I picked up the Metro Reduxes on sale for like nine bucks. I think it was mm-hmm. on PS4. Yeah, so that's a great deal. I ended up picking that that up. So I think I'm going to just try to plow through the first two games and enjoy the story and get to Exodus because it just seems uh, when I watch people play it. I go to me it it seems like a stick with me like just like a fallout game in a way of you're in this open world it might not be as big but uh it's post apocalyptic there's monsters everywhere there's some bandits and you know bad people that you got to take out and all this stuff like it's got different vibes and different systems but it seems like lonely in that fallout sort of way sometimes when I watch people play it, it's, it just seems really, really incredible. Uh, and, and God damn, is this game gorgeous. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good. I will say, however, I'm not a fan of the English voice acting. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not like, it's not Bulletstorm bad, like the writing isn't as bad as Bulletstorm, but some of the acting and performances in English just... It got to the point where I actually changed uh, the. I changed it to Russian audio and put on subtitles in English, and wow. it, I've been enjoying the game a lot more that way. Right on. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I can't wait to play more. Like I, I am probably about six hours into it. Um, I, I'm. I'm going to look up, see if there's... Because last time I checked, uh, they didn't have any data in for it on the uh, howlongtobeat.com, but I will check now. Uh, so it's saying here about average for main story, just going through the main story, is about 12 and a half hours. So I guess I'm about halfway through it. Oh, nice. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, I, man. I'm having fun with it. I I think this might be a game where I go back and platinum it. Uh, although the hardest difficulty is a motherfucker because uh, you don't get uh, stuff marked on your. I don't. I don't think you get stuff marked on your map. Oh wow! Holy shit! <laughs> and yeah, I think the UI is very limited too. If you get a UI at all. Mm-hmm. Damn. So, yeah, and on top of being harder. <laughs> Uh, because the, there's there are two very hard uh, uh, difficulty levels. I think there's like hardcore and ranger hardcore or something like that. It, yeah, it, mm. get your true survival experience there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it. it. It has a definitely it definitely has its own character to it. It doesn't at all feel like a Fallout game when you're playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is. Uh, seems like it's the highest of its class of twelve thousand video games that came out last week. Yeah, there are just so many games. Yeah. Oh boy, there's going to be more games coming out this week. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the news. The news, baby. And the news includes numbers from NPD, uh, sales numbers for January's video games, uh, 
Yeah, we have a list of 20 video games here. Some of them include digital sales. Some of them don't include PC sales. There are a lot of asterisks and uh, carrots by these numbers, but who cares? I'll take us from 20 to 11 if you want to get us from 10 to 1, if that's fine with you. Yep. So, at number 20, Super Mario Odyssey, 19, FIFA 19, 18, Spider-Man, 17, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 16, Minecraft, 15, Super Mario Party, 14, Battlefield 5, 13, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 12, Tales of Vesperia, 11, Madden NFL 19. Number 10 is Grand Theft Auto 5, 9, Mario Kart 8, 8, NBA 2K19, 7, Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, 6, Red Dead Redemption 2, 5, Smash Brothers Ultimate 4, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, 3, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, 2, Resident Evil 2, and number 1 is Kingdom Hearts 3 for January. I'm surprised Kingdom Hearts 3 is number 1 considering how very specific a person you have to be to want to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes, but I also think that audience is quite large and has been waiting for this game for a very, very long time. So they were bound to pick it up. Uh, I'm also just a little surprised just because it only had three days on the market um, to go to number one. But I think as we talked last week, it's it's shipped five million copies. So that's that's a pretty good, good deal there. And Resident Evil 2 being number two is no surprise. Uh, It's great to see success for that game. I'm glad to see Ace Combat 7 up in the top 10. I was worried. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't hear anyone that I, like, there are, like, two or three people that I know that play Ace Combat 7 games. And, yeah, the other, outside of them, I don't really see any new people picking up Ace Combat. Right. I think that bodes well for the franchise then, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because it seems like it's selling well, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of these are very, very typical, you know, kind of staying on here for a long time. GTA, fucking shit. I know. And it just, just went on sale insane. again. I know. Fuck. Just insane. I think we could uh, start saying that about Mario Kart 8. Yeah. In a way as well. That game is always on this fucking list. Uh, it's good to see uh, like Tales of Vesperia on here. I know that's a remaster, but could see there's an audience for that. Yeah. Could see Spider Man hanging in there. So that's awesome. Um, some other facts about January um, was down 19% year over year, but it was the second highest since January 2013. Well, last year uh, was pretty big, like in January. Like we had. Uh, it was. Was Dragon Ball Fighters a January game? Yeah, that and Monster Hunter World, I believe. Yeah. So, $893 million is the spending, according to the NPD. Hardware was down 28%. Uh, no surprise here, but the Switch was the only console with, you know, uh, year-on-year growth. That's not surprising, just because the PS4 and Xbox One are kind of getting towards the end of their life cycle, even though they're still selling super well. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Software was down 18%. Dollar sales for Kingdom Hearts 3 during the month launch period was two and a half times greater than Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. 
sure video games were $50 back when Kingdom Hearts 2 launched, so I don't know how big of a stat or, you know, how important that plays into that. And then uh, this will make you happy. Ace Combat 7 enjoyed its best launch month, best ever launch month, which was 80% higher than Ace Combat 6. Mm, yeah. I, awesome. Yeah. I really think Ace Combat 7 is a fantastic game that too many people are sleeping on, but apparently not that many people according to yeah. the NPD list here. Yeah, it's awesome. What do we uh, What do we think is going to be number one for February? I mean, it's kind of a... God. A lot of things have come out. Well, shit. Apex Legends is not really eligible, considering it's a free-to-play game, and we don't see those up here. Right. Uh, I think it's uh, Anthem, honestly, I think is, is the one that's that I would point to, but I can also see that not, not being there. And number one, I don't think Metro will, will be up there. I think Metro uh, cracks well, top 20. It'll, yeah, it, it'll be up there. I think it it'll be, be like s- somewhere down to 17, 18. I think it'll be, I think it'll be top 10. Oh, okay. that's my guess. I just don't know um, too many people who play Metro games. Right. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if like one of these games that's in the top five is number one. Yeah, wouldn't fucking surprise me if fucking Black Ops Four. <laughs> yeah, was number one or Red Dead. Either way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Black Ops Four, they just dropped in. Uh, they just had an update uh, for their new season or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> There's a new blackout pass. There's like new stuff to unlock in their battle pass like thing. They dropped a new character, Outlander, and now they have loot boxes. Uh... You earn loot boxes for playing every two hours that you're playing, and that that's in game time. That doesn't include time that you're sitting in the menus. Um, you get uh, the blackout reserve stuff which basically includes all the stuff you didn't unlock in the previous battle pass uh normally you'd gain access to that after completing the current season's battle pass Mm. so that's just another way to unlock that you can also buy those of course with the the real world money currency in there because why not um yeah it's it's cosmetic shit. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just so numb to cosmetics. Yeah, but I mean, it it still just kind of sucks that they just kind of sneaked them in, in a way. Uh, I mean, it's mostly cosmetics, but apparently, uh, your gamer is reporting the players can earn weapons that give players a small experience boost. Perk Hill might not be the biggest deal in the world, but that is a difference. I mean, ex- what what does experience boost really do for you other than level you faster and that doesn't yeah. necessarily give you an advantage in game. Like it's just, I don't see people competitively raising their Call of Duty multiplayer level. <laughs> like yeah. that, that just isn't a thing. I think my 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 only thing with it is, uh, this is just another monetization for Black Ops that's already kind of confusing in terms of progression and. 
in what you can buy to me. I think Black Ops 4 is just very confusing at first with that. But yeah. It's just me. Uh, and also fucking put uh, loot boxes in Black Ops 4 to make more money, uh, but lay off 800 people. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Got to make all the money. Can't make some money. Got to make all the money. Oh, boy. Well, there's some things I will spend money on coming in the future, most likely, unless I have enough of the in-game currency to buy them. Apex Legends characters. I see myself buying Apex Legends characters as they come out, and it appears two of them have been leaked. Uh, named, according to this leak, Octane and Watson. Octane having a Stimpak ability and Watson having something called a Tesla trap. Um, Not much information on these, but this uh, kind of... I had a thought that I couldn't get through because my internet was bad while we were voice chatting last night. I was thinking about, oh shit, this is totally going to be an Apex Legend character. Um, So you know in Titanfall how some of the Titans have that ability where they catch bullets in midair and fire them back? Oh, yeah. That's definitely yeah. going to be an alt ability for one of the Apex Legends characters. Absolutely. That that I that would be pretty rad. Like yeah, and I I'm just trying to imagine like how you play that and I can see this being the Tesla trap thing like kind of being like a magnetic or kind of being like a magnetic thing where like maybe the passive is you can pick things up from a longer range away or if you have line of sight within a certain range you can pick things up and maybe like the active ability is something like hey you pull the magazine out of the, your enemy's gun so they have to reload right something like that i yeah, just wanted me to made me want to ask you what kind of abilities do you think an Apex Legend char- character could have? Oh, boy. I haven't put too much thought to that, but now that you're saying the whole bullet shield thing, I absolutely want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just think that that would be rad. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I'd have to I have to think on that. I haven't put too much thought to it. What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, other than that, like I, I'm trying, like I've been having a hard time thinking. Like there has to be a character that can do wall running. Yeah, as a, as a passive or something like that, and then like I'm just trying to think of like what ultimate abilities like wouldn't be broken, and I'm thinking like maybe like a gravity well thing that sucks people in. Um. Yeah, I could I could see that. But then I'm just thinking about shit that's in Overwatch, man. Like, <laughs> that's fucking Zarya's alt right there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, let me... I'm trying to think of things that would be original, but... You have an orb, and you can throw one orb that'll do more damage, or you can heal somebody with another one. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. Why not? Um... <sighs> Maybe, I don't know, like, there's, there's a lot of things I can do. I think the fact that the roster is so small right now, like, there are so many possibilities that they haven't explored, and I'm, I'm just excited to see what they do with Apex Legends this year. 
Yeah, me too. I almost bought both of those characters last night, but I I figured I should just hold off just a little bit. See if you can other, them out. Other things. Yeah, I'm well, I'm about halfway there to one of them, so I might try to grind out one and maybe try to buy the other one. Mm-hmm. I really want to play Caustic. That that's the one that I want. Okay. Yeah, Caustic's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think these characters, I forget when they're when they were due out. Like they're supposed to have characters here within a month. Um Yeah, it's not too too far away if I remember their their uh, outline that they put out. Yeah. It's close. Um but right around the corner. Actually, like the fucking day after I'm probably going to post this uh this Friday, Anthem is launching again, but it's it's the real yeah. launch this time because it has a day one patch. Yeah, day one means it's it's a real video game. What whatever people have been playing up until this point is not a real video game. Uh, you've all been beta testing, and uh, now they have a day one patch releasing on Friday, the February twenty second, that will fix a number of things that people have. Uh, have been complaining about, let's just yeah. say. Uh, let me just pull up the full patch notes here. Uh, I saw stuff in there like making the load time shorter, uh, fixing infinite load and infinite loading screen stuff. Um, let's see what here. Challenge tracking. Um, there's some stuff where like numbers just weren't being shown for the modifiers on weapons and gear. Like there's there's a whole list of stuff here, but I think what's interesting is that if they're going to announce all these if they're going to release these patch notes and announce that the patch is going to happen on this day, it means the patch is ready to put out and they should already have it out to the people who are playing now. I agree. I agree with that because leave it to EA to have the people that spent the most money on your game to play it early kind of get screwed in terms of technical things about the game and then you fix all of them when the game properly launches. Yeah, I just don't think that's a that's a good look. It's a whole mess. It is. And and I honestly think this this whole for Anthem specifically defeats the entire purpose of doing this kind of dual launch date sort of thing, you know, where some people can get it early and some can. And I honestly think it's really hurt the game overall more than anything, because now you have a lot of people out there that have played through the entire thing and you know, they're maybe not as hot on it, so it's getting people down. And I think it's just the the whole launch for this game is entirely deflated. Yeah, it's like, like there's no sense of community there with it. It's no sense of discovery because it's all there. It's you know, it's just it's lame that they did this. Like, uh, OK, if you really want to do one of these things, then make it like three days or something with seven days for a game like this. It's just insane. And it just it, it sucks that the people that spent the most money are getting a lesser experience. Now, don't get me wrong. These games as service 
sorts of products are meant to evolve in no matter what, you know, even if, uh, they didn't do the early launch. Uh, if you buy in now, I mean, Anthem's going to be a different game in three months. And, and the, some of the things that might bug you uh, now at launch will might be fixed three months down the road. I mean, it always happens with these things, but I just think in this situation, it's it's a little shitty. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's this is this whole launch cycle has been a complete headache, and like it's kind of it's kind of soured me on the game a little bit just like hearing all this kind of stuff i'm trying to i'm gonna go into it with an open mind but man there's just some things around the edges like how other people have been talking about this game that are going to be there in the back of my head when i'm playing it yeah Um, yeah i mean it's it's soured me on it i'm not fully sure if i'll pick it up at at launch yet just because it just some of the things just don't seem too uh too exciting but then at the same time like it looks like fucking fun to play and in that world looks cool and i want to explore it so i'm i'm really torn on if i want to pick it up on launch or not um but they've really done themselves a disservice overall i think by doing this this launch the way they did um apparently there's a kind of a a mission a critical path mission that'll totally like halt your progress if you didn't uh go about things the correct way we have to do a bunch of things and one of the things is you have to open 15 treasure chests but players were only getting credit for chests that they personally opened and that's another thing that'll be fixed and i think that that sort of sucks too i mean that's a critical path thing to allow you to move forward in the story that you might have struggled with but it's just going to be fixed in a week i don't know Oh well, sucks. <laughs> I imagine I'll have things to say about Anthem next week. Take that as you will. I will have things to say. Um, there are things, however, further in the future that I am probably more excited about now. Just judging on like what the internet has been saying about Anthem, I am probably more excited for Darkest Dungeon Two. All right. Uh, I really like Darkest Dungeon a lot, uh, and they announced that they're working on a sequel. I, you know what? I could totally do with another Darkest Dungeon. It's it has a very unique system, and I I want to see how they expand on what they made. Yeah. What would you like to see in a Darkest Dungeon too? Maybe I don't know. They already have a lot of character classes, but uh, just like. I don't know. Just just a new one of those with uh, more unique loot and stuff like that. Uh, I, I I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. I think Darkest Dungeon has a really good formula, and I, I'm I'm more curious. I don't really have a prediction on what they can do or what I'd want from it. Yeah, it's kind of a sequel that I honestly wasn't expecting. I don't know. Like a lot of my, uh, I know a lot of people who enjoy Darkest Dungeon, and have have had a lot of fun with it. Um, and see a second one. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for those people again. It, I, I'm just I want to see more. Like there isn't much out there about this. They just announced it. 
Um, yeah. Didn't really say too much about it. It's a very simple trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, things also coming in the future, probably earlier this year, is mentioned for Square Enix, a major game release happening. Uh, what do you think the major game Square Enix is putting out later this year could be? Oh, man. Oh, that's a great question because so many of their properties are kind of up in the air. So I don't think it'll be Final Fantasy VII remake. Why not? Uh, I, I just I don't see that happening because they restarted development uh, not too long ago on that one. I just... And Nomura is the creative director. He was probably all hand it. What if they What if they do it episodically and just release episode one and call that a major game release? I mean, I I can see that, but I just don't see that happening this year. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't. ah. Now I think the timing is right for it, but I don't think the Avengers game is going to be ready. I just feel like we would have seen it by now if it was going to be coming out this year. Hmm. The timing with the final Avengers movie makes sense, but so I don't. I don't think it's that one. I'm trying to think of some of their their other properties. I mean, they just put out a Just Cause. Deus Ex is on hiatus. Um, gosh, what else they got? Tomb Raider. They put out a Tomb Raider, so that's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. What you got? Any thoughts? I, I'm ju- I'm gonna just look at their catalog right now. Uh, see what see what they have. Um, man, because I'm trying to think major releases and like like a new like they did a Bravely Second, and they're not gonna do another Bravely Default game, and th- that wouldn't count as a major game either. Uh, man, why is why is everything just not loading very well? Uh, they have Dragon Quest Builders 2 coming out, but that's still this fiscal year. Yeah, and they just put out Dragon Quest Eleven, so it's probably not anything no, in that, no. that franchise. No so, um, Unless they, they localize... What is the Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest MMO? Is that Dragon Quest um, Ten? Yeah, it is, I think. See, maybe that that would make sense. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, but that never came over here. No, it didn't. I don't oh. know if that would count as a major release, though. Yeah. Hmm. This is interesting. Um. There's also. Oh God, I'm blanking on what it was called, but there's that um platinum games game that they announced at e3 Yo, past I don't, year I have no idea uh, let me about. let me look that up let me look that up uh fucking square enix what what is in why is your website so slow one i'm trying to look through the website <laughs> to see see stuff here um Titles, let's see, plat nope. Let's see. Oh boy. I mean Babylon's Fall. I don't remember that at all. 
Yeah, they, it, it seemed kind of like a weird medieval thing, but uh, yeah, they announced that at E3 last year and haven't heard anything since. I don't know if that counts as a major game release. It's only on PS4 and PC, so I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's just so hard to to uh, tell. Probably not, not a Sleeping Dogs game. That's kind of dead. Mm. Probably not a near thing, just because uh, Platinum's busy with so many other things. Yokotaro is busy making a Final Fantasy fourteen raid. Oh, let's hope. Oh, is he really making a raid? Yeah, he's ma- yeah oh. he's he's making a raid in Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, that's cool. Did not know that. He should just make a fucking Final Fantasy game. And that would be that before, pretty but amazing. Damn, I'm so on board with that. I really don't know what they have just because they put out so well, many of their their hold on big franchises recently. Release? They Left? got rid of Hitman. When does Left Alive release? This year. This year. That yeah. might be it. Um, Maybe. Although it's out in Japan February twenty eighth and here in March March fifth, so that probably doesn't count. It has to be after March. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. There's. Man, I really don't know what it is. This is a mystery. <laughs> Probably is. more so a mystery than what Ubisoft is doing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say because now now that we were really looking at it, I mean Square's probably going to have a quiet year. Mm-hmm. Unless they do have a Final Fantasy thing. Yeah. But they like they've they're about to release the last piece of Final Fantasy fifteen DLC, so I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Kingdom Hearts four. Yeah, you wish. That's why they took so long to put out three because they were, they were they, actually they making were two of them. four. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> Countdown to Kingdom Hearts five. Let's go. <laughs> They announced Kingdom Hearts 5 at E3 before Kingdom Hearts 4 is released. Right on. Oh, man. We do have more uh, more solid details on some first-party stuff here in Dreams. Uh, there's going to, Dreams is going to launch in, uh, in early access on PlayStation 4 this spring. Uh, it'll be $30, and from the wording that they have here, they say it'll be limited. So okay. they, right here it says, Dreams Early Access is a strictly limited release to ensure that we have a chance to listen to all of you, so be sure to snag your copy as soon as you can. So that that's strange. Are they going to limit digital sales of Dreams? Yeah, that seems weird, especially an early access thing. Oh, we we sold out of dreams digitally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Um, I want to get in this early access thing. Uh, I it says it will not be the end product, of course, being early access, but you will have all the tools that Media Molecule have, themselves have been using to make their levels. Uh, so I'll be. I'm I'm curious to see what they're actually testing here. Like probably going to be testing the process for uh making sure that content is 
not too horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, and I think this is a a fine way to roll out this game. Thirty dollars early access sort like of thing. I think it makes sense. Early access earlier than spring this year. I feel like this game should have gone into early access yeah. maybe last year. Well, it's kind of weird to have a closed beta and then say in spring is when you know the next thing is going to happen because you have a closed beta you you know most of the time the game's not that far away Mm -hmm. um and who knows maybe maybe it isn't as limited as they're saying Uh, yeah yeah but early access early access means a lot of different things to different whoever's calling it that right and it's kind of weird that Sony's been so weird with early access on PS4 because certain games get early access and then some don't and then they don't really have an early access program like like uh, Steam or Xbox and it's uh, yeah I don't know it's they've kind of played fast and loose with early access this generation Fortnite is early access I know it doesn't make sense it's, it's still it does, a it's a meaning it's meaningless it is it's a meaningless word it uh. is oh well yeah it's smart now, I think $30 is a lot easier for people to swallow for a game like this than 60 yeah I mean I know it's early access this here they wouldn't charge $60 but still and there are some games that are early access that have charged full price like, so, there, there, there's some things out there um but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about complete video games and legitimate launches of video games. Tyler, I'll get us started here with games launching this week. Uh, we'll start with Almost There, the platformer. Okay. We're not there yet, Tyler. Ugh. We're almost there. Sprint yeah. between saw blades while dodging homing missiles. Duck under lasers while the floor crumbles beneath you. Almost There was designed specifically for fans of the hardcore platforming genre. You've been warned. Okay. Anthem. Out uh, digital and retail on Friday. Uh, or, you know, whenever the fuck it feels like it. On a world left unfinished by the gods, a shadowy faction threatens all of humankind. The only thing that stands between these villains and the ancient technology they covet are the freelancers. Join up to three other players and assemble high-tech, handcrafted, uniquely powerful exosuits. Mm. All right. All right, we have a VR game releasing this week. Chromagon VR. What? Okay, that's. I guess you can title your game that. <laughs> Welcome to Chromatech's Test Lab. You're here to test our state of the art military grade color technology, the Chromagon, patent pending. Use it to solve our meticulously designed test chambers by painting the walls and droids. Remember how to mix colors from preschool? Congratulations, you oh qualify. Oh, God. Jesus. Uh, next up is Dragon... Or, gosh, Daggerhood on PS4 and Vita. Cross by. Dragon... Or, gosh, why do I keep saying Dragon? Daggerhood sets his sights on stealing the king's gold. Every man 
should have a skill. And for Vincent S. Daggerhood, the skill was thieving. Armed with a dagger, he can throw and reclaim by teleporting to its current location. He's going to need your help. You shouldn't invoke the name of Dragonhood or Alduin's going to come after you. Ah, oh, sorry. Hmm. Who else lives in the Dragonhood? Do you know any other named dragons? Uh, there's Smaug. Smaug's probably a resident of the Dragonhood. Yeah, I would say Smaug. Um, the Skyrim Skyrim guy. Uh, gosh. Yeah, I said Alduin. That's yeah. That's the, mm. Yeah. Um, who else? Man. I don't remember many of the Dragon Age dragon names. No. I don't think they're very... Uh, very memorable. No. Spyro. Is Spyro a resident of the Dragonhood? Yeah, that's a good good question. I, I think or, so. Or is he too upper class to be part of the Dragonhood? Spyro, Spyro don't give a shit. He thinks he's better than all the other ones. Mm. All right. <laughs> let's, let's continue on with some anime. Death End Request is out on PlayStation 4, digital and retail. Video game programmer Arata Mizunashi discovers that discovers his missing colleague Shina Ni, Ninomiya is trapped in a virtual video game world they created. Where have I heard that before? How can, <laughs> how can Shina escape, complete the game, and unlock the perfect ending? A success rate of 1%. Uh, DreamWorks. Dragons. Dawn of the New Riders on PS4, digital and retail. Join Scribbler and Patch in an epic battle to save dragons and defeat v- the villain heirs, evil clans. Clash against fierce enemies and meet many DreamWorks dragons characters in this fun and fiery action adventure. This seems like it's based in the How to Train a Dragon universe. I've not watched any of those movies. Me either. Don't plan on it. Mm. But I think the new one comes out this week. Yeah, okay. Um, Farm Together looks like a mobile game brought to PlayStation 4, at least from what I'm seeing here. Grow your own farm all by yourself or cooperate with your friends in this unique, relaxing farming experience. Start from scratch with a small plot and end with a huge farm that extends further than the eye can see. It sounds like the numbers go up. Yeah, it does. Next up is Hacky Zack on PX4, PS4. Uh, you or Zack juggle balls, bounce off walls, and avoid fatal falls as you try to make it through more than 100 levels of precision puzzle platforming. Collect stickers along the way to unlock optimal or optional time trial challenge levels as well as extra playable characters who are also extra cute. I was wrong. Apparently, Farm Together is not a uh, mobile game. In fact, it is on Steam, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and now PlayStation 4. Huh. Huh. All right. Okay. Hell Warders. Oh, boy. This this game looks like it has a style. (laughs) Yeah. It's on PlayStation 4. Hell is at our gates. Rise up as one of the mighty Hell Warders an ancient order, to resist the demon hordes head-on. Push back wave after wave of hellspawn with an arsenal of weapons, and deploy your army to bring the fight back to hell. Hmm. Okay. 
Next up is Hexamaze on PS4. Exciting brain twisters for puzzle fans. Tricky puzzles to test your brain power. Work your way from level to level by cleverly fitting the colorful hexagonal blocks into the templates. With four different levels of difficulty, this puzzle will be enjoyed by beginners and experts alike. Hmm. Let me tell you about Pode on PlayStation 4. Pode is a co-op puzzle exploration game about a rock and a fallen star working together to solve ancient puzzles in a stunning environment inspired by Norwegian art and culture. Alright. Pode seems like an interesting little guy. Mm. Queen's Quest 2, Stories of the Forgotten Past on PS4. When the king asked a famous alchemist to look into the murder of his most trusted agent. The last thing the alchemist expected was to discover an intricate network of criminals working from the shadows to bring chaos to the land. Hmm. Okay. Is this rim or rhyme? I'm going to say rhyme. Rhyme 9000 on PlayStation 4. Save an island in peril on a childhood holiday. With restless spirits threatening the safety of Taromi Island's inhabitants, Ty must adventure through dangerous dungeons and across a variety of environments to put the spirits to rest. All right. Uh, Next up is Steins Gate Elite on PS4 Digital and Retail. Ready to play the anime? Are you ready to play the anime, Frank? Yes, I'm always ready to play the anime. (laughs) Sorry, Uh, I'm wrestling with my cat right now. <laughs> Experience a fully animated adventure with brand new scenes in Steins Gate Elite. Follow a group of young tech savvy lab members who discover how to change the past via email using a modified microwave. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. Next and last, last but not least. A game finally getting a PlayStation 4 release, Unexplored Unlocked Edition. Descend into the depths of the Dungeon of Doom and complete your quest. Steal the amulet of Yendor from the fearsome dragon and make it out alive. Unexplored is an accessible yet challenging action RPG that has won praise for its revolutionary level generation tech. Oh. Hmm. Alright. There's some music out there. Uh, some soundtracks here. The playlist for Far Cry New Dawn, yep. soundtrack for Alita Battle Angel. I'm curious to watch that movie. Me too. I wasn't able to go see it past weekend, but maybe this one we'll see. Yeah, maybe we all go out for dinner and a movie. Yeah. Hmm. It's also you can watch Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Gringledingus, and then Creed Two. Mm. Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. Watch the movies. I watched. What did I watch recently? I watched Blockers. Oh God, the fucking John was, Cena movie. Yeah, which had some funny moments, but overall very bad. The ending is fucking terrible. And then I watched Game Night with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, which is another just comedy. Much better. I mean, that that one was that one was funny. And then also watched Tag. 
okay. that came out. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember who's in tag. Um, Is Mark Wahlberg in that? No. Um, gosh, one of the guys from The Hangover, and then. Um, oh man, I'm blanking on it. Oh, um, Jeremy Renner, who plays uh, Hawkeye. Okay. The Marvel movies. Uh, it was really bad. That movie's boring as shit. I don't recommend it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't recommend uh, Blockers. Game Night, it was was alright. That, that movie was funny. I would recommend that if you're looking for just a dumb hour and a half comedy. Alright, well, speaking of dumb things we've been watching, um, so... Tyler, I've gone back and I, I'm going back to some anime. Tyler. Oh boy! I've yeah, gone, I went back and I, I I started over watching Naruto. Oh, God! Those first couple, like the first five, I'd say like the first five episodes are like the most miserable things to get through to actually watch the rest of the show. <laughs> and in fact, you could probably skip all that, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I've also been watching good anime, well, decent anime that didn't make me want to claw my freaking eyes out or <laughs> deafen myself. Uh, I've watched some Gundam, uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans, and Gundam Unicorn, which is on Netflix. Okay. And uh, those are pretty good shows. Uh, yeah, there's... Anime is all around us, Tyler. You're just going to have to let it in someday. You will have to let anime into your heart. Yeah, there were know. two anime games that released this week. There was. There's anime games every week. It's yeah. It seems like it. <laughs> Coming out on the PlayStation Four. Um, that Jump Force man, last week. Yeah. Huh. That's a thing. Yeah. Combining yeah. a lot of anime. <laughs> oh boy. Well, my cat is yelling at me to feed her, so yeah, I think I'm going to have to wrap this up here real quick. Um, <laughs> Something you should do. Yeah. Well, I keep feeding that cat, and she keeps getting hungry and asking for more. She's not yeah. getting fat, though, so I'm not too worried. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to get out of here. She's, try- she's starting to play with cords, and I don't like that. Uh, if you need to contact us... At any time between now and next week, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at The Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. That helps us a lot. Gets us up on in front of other people. Yeah. And it's just a good time. It is. Screenshot your reviews. Tweet them at us. And we'll see you again next week. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games. And... Uh, don't get caught watching porn, please.